Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, it's been a while since I've heard that music. Great to hear it again. Time to talk women's football with Alicia Carnivus. How are you, Alicia? Welcome home, Simon. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thank you. Yes, very good. Good to hear your voice. Uh, let's uh, talk about the Matildas. Massive week coming up for them. Olympic qualifier, uh, two-legged clash against Uzbekistan. The winners get a place at the Paris Olympics in a few months' time. Uh, what do we know of Uzbekistan? Give, it, give us the tactical lowdown. Go. <laughs> Look, they're here. That's that's the very first point of, uh, yeah. I think we should be looking at. Uzbekistan are in essentially the same position as the Matildas for Olympic qualification. So they're okay. They're good. Ordinarily, we wouldn't look at the Uzbekis as much of a challenge, uh, particularly after our performances over the last two years. But they're in the exact same position. I think it's really important to acknowledge that. Um, they've got a wonderful Japanese coach in Midori Honda. So she's a bit of a, a, a pioneer of the Japanese footballing framework over many, many years. But I think, if anything, we can expect a very organised outfit under a Japanese coach, a very tactical match and a very, um, I guess, disciplined focus. I think we'll see from Uzbekistan as well against the Matildas. So they'll come in pretty much well-oiled in that regard because that's what the Japanese system naturally brings and coaches demand that discipline and that patience. So I expect them to be a very patient team. I expect them to be quite defensive. I expect them to be really, really organised as well. They're playing at home. Um, And from what I see, it is pretty cold over Mm. there. So (laughs) the girls based in Europe will adjust pretty well, but uh, the girls travelling from Australia, a bit of adjustment uh, once they land in Uzbekistan. I think it's interesting because at the Asian Cup, I watched uh, Thailand, who are coached by Masatada Ishii, uh, Isha, who's, mm. who is a, obviously a Japanese coach. And in the, in the final game against Oman, they were so well drilled defensively. Um, they, they barely yeah. gave up a chance. And I wonder whether this might be similar. That they, uh, We would call it in common parlance parking the bus, but it's a bit more complex than that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I'm not opposed to parking the bus. Of course, this is frustrating to play against. Absolutely. Mm. But if you're the weaker of the opponents, it's probably the smartest thing you can do tactically is be very, very tight and cohesive uh, with a a defensive focus. It's as simple as that. Their their goal will be to stop goals, ultimately. Full stop. Uh, The the shorter that gap, the, the better the chances they have when they come down to Melbourne. Speaking of goals then, uh, no Sam Kerr, no Courtney Vine. Are you expecting maybe Caitlin Ford to adopt a central striking role and Mary Fowler out wide or, or will we get to see Mary Fowler as a false nine or maybe even Michelle Heyman on her return? Yeah, Broski, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I think Tony's game management will be the, one of the main focuses of the weekend, the weekend's match. Um, for me, if Michelle Heyman isn't put into that position, it's almost a wasteful selection uh, for me. I think the form that she currently has um, and at her age and coming back into the, the team, 
I think it makes perfect sense for her just to slot into that position. I can see no other reason, apart from performance, um, that you bring Michelle Heyman back. Performance is fantastic. Bring her into her her position, which is essentially where she excels. Otherwise, we're really shuffling around players who, yes, Mary Fowler can play there, Emily Van Egmond can play there. I'd just like to see him do a very simple straight swap for nines and, and put uh, Michelle Heyman up top. That's what she's been selected for. Give her a go. Interesting. Um, looking forward to the Olympics themselves and, and assuming Australia qualify, it's by no means a given, but uh, obviously they should qualify. Uh, there's no Great Britain, there's no Sweden. Uh, France have qualified as hosts, of course. Uh, Brazil, Colombia, USA, Canada and New Zealand already assured of their spots. Uh, and looking ahead to the final two European places, they're going to be decided at the weekend. And uh, yeah. one of these nations, Spain, Germany and the Netherlands, all big heavyweight nations in the women's game, one of those teams is going to miss out. Which one do you think? That's the toughest of tough calls. I'm going to say the Dutch will miss out. That's that's mm. my prediction. I, I thought they were great at the World Cup. Um, I didn't think they were brilliant. I thought South Africa gave them a really good run for their money in the round of 16, not quite as polished as they have been in previous years. So I'm going to say the Dutch will miss out. I think Germany have to redeem themselves after last year's World Cup performance. They have to go through. Interesting. And Spain, of course, the, uh, the world champions. Go on, Broski. Yeah, looking at the uh, A-League women, Western United are back on top after their fifth consecutive win, uh, beating Wellington 3-0. Chloe Legazo again on target and, um, and justifying her first Matilda selection in over a year. Yeah, we touched on this over the last couple of weeks and we sort of, I guess, almost predicted it, Broski, right? Like we sort of looked at her performances, the amount of assists that she was involved in with Western and you could just see her confidence growing and growing. So... I think it's a, it's a good selection from Tony, um, and definitely I think this will help her game a hell of a lot, particularly leading into the final series with Western as well. Um, and hopefully she gets some minutes in the national team in these two matches to to keep boosting that confidence and of course her performance. Now Melbourne City slipped up; they uh, drew one one at home to Adelaide. Sydney's game. Uh, in Canberra was abandoned due to lightning strikes. That's very much the way of the things just towards the end of the Australian summer. It does look to be a three-horse race for the Premiership, Alicia. Uh, unless victory can come with a late run, do you think they can do that? Look, it'll be the latest of late runs. I, <laughs> I think this is one of the most disappointing seasons, if I can say that, for victory. Um, they've got a very stacked outfit, but the cohesion hasn't quite been there and the consistency throughout the season. So... I think they've got their work cut out for them. Having said that, uh, Emily Gilnick, if she can just keep banging in some of those goals that she scored on the weekend, I think um, anything's possible, but it's going to be a bit of a mountain to climb, I think, for victory to, to be in contention. Just a couple other mentions then on, on this week. Uh, Serena Bolden had a, an incredible match, um, netting a superb hat-trick there against Brisbane. And, and you mentioned Emily Gilnick there with her incredible goal just over the halfway line. Is she close to her Matilda's return? Yeah, that's been, a, I think, one of the burning questions in my mind is what, what happened to Emily Gilnick in the last 12 months? We, we know there were injuries and, and a few things that obviously affected her selection, but... Um, that, that omission, I think, of, of Emily Gilnick is glaring to me. And I think she can make a very late, I guess, run for the Olympic team with performance, hopefully, um, if she keeps this up over the next few weeks in the A-League. I think she has what it takes. She's been in that national team outfit for a very long time, albeit without minutes for, for the last 
couple of key moments within the national team, but I think she still understands what it takes at the top level and hopefully her performance can speak for itself. Yeah, it's amazing. It's only a few months ago, if you'd have said Sam Kerr is out injured, who's your replacement, at least in the squad? Emily Gilnick would have been right up there, wouldn't she? But... Uh, uh, for one reason or another, it's not quite happened for her. Uh, just before we go, a quick word on uh, the FA Women's Super League, Alicia. Uh, 60,000 plus in attendance to watch Arsenal defeat Man United 3-1. Uh, and I noticed that Steph Catley got uh, a pretty bad head knock in this one. Is she OK for the Uzbekistan games, do you know? Haven't had any whispers, but we know she definitely travels. She's in Dubai, um, so she's she's there and she's in camps. So that's a really good sign, I think. Um, whether or not she's trained, I haven't seen footage of Steph Catley training, unless I've missed something mm. glaring. But hopefully, um, she is okay because I think from the leadership angle for the Matildas, she's a very very important part of this team now, particularly without Sam Kerr. Um, obviously she will be the captain um, and without her I think that's going to be tough on the team as well so fingers crossed that Steph is good to go um, by Saturday but concussion protocols if that's what we're looking at after the head knock um, we saw throughout the World Cup two to three days some of the players before they're able to to start to train again depending on the severity so fingers crossed for Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere in the FA Women's Super League, Manchester City beating Chelsea uh, 1-0 away to move joint top. Khadija Bunny Short with uh, the winner, Mary Fowler and Alana Kennedy, only good enough uh, for the bench. Uh, we'll leave it there. Alicia, let's hope we're talking about uh, a Matilda's win this time uh, next week. Thanks for your time. Good to have you back. Well, you haven't been anyway. It's been me. <laughs> but good to hear your voice. Thanks, no, Alicia. good to be back. No, thanks, team. Enjoy Thanks. That's uh, Alicia Carnavas. We're off to another break on the other side of it. We'll answer a few of your texts and tweets back soon.